This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here, and welcome to the podcast for alpaca people. I'm often struck by how alpacas move slowly and appear to be really slow, sedate. <laughs> they're very fast when they want to be. The other thing that strikes me is that they, they're always watching. They're always observing you and what you're doing. And you'll hear a bit more about that in a minute. But they they do this thing where, where they seem to be very busy. <laughs> They're they're eating, and they they kind of no no I'm just I'm just busy here I'm just doing the I'm just eating the grass, but actually they're they're not missing a thing, <laughs> and they can be quite intense about the thing that they're they're doing and and they sometimes deflect <laughs> attention because they appear to be doing one thing but actually doing something else, and uh, yeah it's fun the way they watch each other. And they're always observant about what's happening around them. And it just reminds me again that they live in a different world. <laughs> Have you noticed? Uh, some of us live in different worlds as well, I know. So uh, you sometimes think that somebody's on a totally different planet. <laughs> and these things are around us all the time. We just got to open our eyes and our ears and take notice. So I spent a bit of time in the field. Uh, with the alpacas and and I uh, just wanted to share the morning with you and come come with me come come down on the farm so I'm um, sat in the field this morning it's a lovely morning various things calling and crying and I'm trying to think about what what the birds are doing and a lot of it is to do with presence. It's to do with kind of saying they're there. Um, they're not necessarily communicating a, any facts about their environment. But they're kind of saying about themselves, I'm present. And there's a kind of a circle. You can imagine a, a kind of a circle around a sphere, really, probably around each individual bird, each animal, each alpaca. There's a sphere and, and that's their kind of awareness, alertness. And it keeps changing depending on what's happening. There's a sound over there, there's a, there's a potential, oh, there's a movement, what's that? There's a threat. And it just changes the sphere that of their attention. Oh, I've never seen this before. I've not been over at this right angle to see, oh, that's how that bucket gets turned over. How interesting. Wenna, who's one of the little ones, she's the, 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 um, the dark brown one. <laughs> she's a character. And, uh, she's just picked up the the bucket. There's, there's one, of the, one of the little buckets, not a big one, a little, little bucket, but she's, she's kind of picked it up and, and shaking it and 
moved it around a bit. Uh, and often that, that one's over, uh, overturned, and I can never understand how it gets overturned. But now I can, because I've just seen her do it. Well, uh, little Wenner. She's a funny little inscrutable thing. She kind of, she's often around, and she notices things. And she kind of watches, but she doesn't like to be very close. She doesn't like to be where I am. Certainly not in reach of where I am. She'll she'll be happy enough if I'm moving around, putting food out. I think if they they think if I'm moving around, you know, reasonable pace, not not creeping. If I creep around slowly, they they think I'm I'm after something. I usually am. And uh, she's picking the bucket up again. That's funny. I've never noticed that behaviour before. She's picking up at the edge and having a good old play with it. But there's all kinds of things get moved around, and I never see how they get moved. Um, and this is the answer, obviously, to sit sit off at a distance. Uh, where I can I can see what's happening. Goodness me. Well, that explains all kinds of things. Because I'm always always having to reposition things in the... There's a, a stack of bits of wood. The kind of old bits that I'm letting dry out and stuff. <laughs> but they get moved around and scattered around in the car park. I never understand why. And I think when it may be part of the answer. Oh, dear, dear. Well, well. So yeah, so these, these things that are going on all the time that we don't necessarily register. It's only when we're around. But then our presence actually changes behaviour as well. And uh, interactions. Some some just ignore you. <laughs> like the swallows, they kind of whiz in. Oh, no, they don't completely ignore you because they don't want to fly into you. Um, but they're busy, busy, and then they'll swoop in the windows of the stable. And scoop. It's kind of a... Hmm, it's a looping, scooping sweep up to the rafters where the nest is. So they're busy. I haven't, I haven't seen any little... You get a little collection of droppings on the floor beneath where the nest is when it's an active one. I haven't seen that yet, but uh, I'm sure the, the eggs are there. And uh, then you get the, the jays and the, the magpies. Now, I've mentioned, I think, earlier in uh, one of the previous episodes... Um, Hear jays now and again. See see them now and again. I haven't seen much of the uh, of the the magpies this this year, and it rotates round. We have a, a year where one is in favour, one's. And it's, I'm not sure whether it's this year sets up next or, which would make some sense. But uh, it doesn't look like it's going to be a magpie year this year. You never know. Cuckoos around. I haven't had it very close to the house yet, but it, it kind of works its way up and down the valley and it's catching up with nests with eggs in it. I don't know how any of the, the nests survive. There must be hundreds and hundreds of nests, though. And to think that the cuckoo comes all the way from... flies all the way from Africa and uh, flies up and over through Europe and, and over and, and ends up in Wales. There's not much left before the sea. And it comes all the way here to be a cuckoo. Hmm. So I'm, I'm over near the... Uh, the uh, some rolling spots are more prev- you know, sort of prominent and more obvious than others. This one's an interesting one because it's, it's very definitely there, but it's almost like a... It's alpaca wit. Okay, so it's, a, it's only about a foot, 18 inches wide. It's quite deep at the back and then it kind of shallows off as it's following the slope of the uh, a bankside of the, the, the field. And um, 
It's one of their favourite spots. They do, they do like it. We had our visiting sheep and, and lamb, you and lamb, in. Then uh, they were here. They liked this spot as well. So it must be something about the... Mm, well, they don't graze when they're there, particularly, although grass is short around it. But it's, it's actually the... It must be the temperature, somehow. Um, looking at the lie of the land, there's, there's not a lot of protection. It's a little bit of a slope, but it, you know, if the wind's there, you're, gonna, you're not going to feel like you're hiding from the wind or sheltered from the wind. Um, but it just, I think it must therefore be the bare soil has got a different temperature and different feel. And they just like to sit in it. <laughs> Regularly they'll take turns and queue up. And uh, the, when they're pregnant, they particularly like, the, the pregnant ones about to give birth, really like sitting on that spot. Um, Hmm. It's absolutely so obvious to an alpaca, but it's not so obvious to me. So notice these things and think, hmm, interesting. <laughs> uh, so however much I think I'm thinking alpaca, I've got a long way to go. They spend all their lives learning to be alpacas, but also they have a head start. They, they've got the inbuilt genetics that says this is what alpacas do. So pretty relaxed. There's a funny old thing going on with the food. There's a bunch of them. It's not just one. If it was just one, I'd worry. You know, he's just known her because she's a bit slow and she's she's not very keen and she doesn't want to compete with the others for the food so much. But so, so she's not really coming to... She'll come down once a day, but she's not coming down regularly. And um, yes, there was about half a dozen that they didn't come for the food. I think, oh, okay, <laughs> I must be feeding them too much. Well, the grass is good and they're busy, they are busy grazing and that's great. I would, I'd much rather them do that. Um, so maybe I just need to ease back on the, the rations. Oh, there's a tricky one. This is where it's, it, it moves from being an art, the art of feeding alpacas. Um, rather than a complete science, you can come up with a figure, and there's a figure somewhere, of how much protein, how much roughage, you know, how much... Um, all the kind of bits and pieces of the, of the diet, how much they need each day. Um, but how do you know what they're getting? And it's, it averages out, I think. But you're kind of looking at what's, what they're eating, and it's the, the amount of grass. Um, Sometimes it's not the amount of time they take to get it because sometimes they, they'll graze grass really short. And then it's it's the taste. They love the taste. They're getting something from it that they, they just know. They, they, they can balance these things up. And they've got an instinct that they work with, I think. Um, they certainly do do the scientific analysis and how what's the ash content, what's the, the water content, what's the protein content of this particular patch of grass. They just have a munch and go, yeah, oh, I like this. And then the other ones go, oh, that's interesting. Millie's eating from there. Therefore, that must be a good place to eat grass. Let me go have some of that as well. Um, why do they all face the same direction? There's all kinds of reasons that people give for that. When they're grazing, you often see they'll, they'll kind of line up and kind of, there's a row of them. Uh, but all facing in the same direction. Now, what are they tuning into there? Is it the wind? Is it the... Does the grass grow differently? Is it, is it the magnetic field? 
Mm. I once uh, met someone who'd done, done some work and she worked with someone who was the professor who was doing the research bit, but they, they put um, radio trackers on sheep and then they monitored them over a period of time and how they moved around uh, in, a, in a field. I often thought that would be interesting to do with alpacas. The issue was, how do you, how do you get something to, to put on an alpaca that would stay on there? They, they, you put something around their neck and they go, how could I get rid of this? <laughs> uh, I'm sure there's a way. They've got so much fleece, it's, it's going to be difficult to... Uh, you can't kind of attach it to their bodies in any way. They have to be around their neck, really. So so I, I, I haven't got the radio trackers, so it's just me watching them. <laughs> and that's not quite the same, I know. I, I don't have the 24-7 uh, records. And... Sneeze. Uh, so they know I'm here. They're not in this field at the moment. They're staying over. They're, they're kind of watching from a distance. They look like they're busy. Do you know how they do this? They, they, they look like they're busy. Um, I'm busy eating this grass. I'm not taking any notice of Steve sat in the field over there. And all the time, they've got half an eye on me and they're, they're kind of watching and they're kind of glancing up, giving themselves away. They do know I'm here. They do know I'm, I'm doing something. And they just keep checking now and again. They're funny. So we certainly get more flies around as it's warming up. So wet and warm, uh, and then warming up. It's that humidity level, I think, is, is particularly worrying when they got full fleece. There's a few, as I mentioned last time, with the uh, skin issues that they tend to get flies can give, give them a problem with fly strike if so I'm keeping a strong do you have a strong eye I'm keeping an eye on them anyway but I'm also keeping my nose active and uh, is that is that because oh, it's a, such a distinctive smell if you've ever come across it's worth it's worth filing these smells away I, I wouldn't want to expose you to it but actually it's really helpful to know oh this is a bad one you need to act you need to find the source of this and deal with it because that's it's it's kind of a it's just once smelt never forgotten and it's it's pretty grim actually it's pretty <laughs> you need to find something else that you can replace that smell with fairly quickly because it's just oh really but it's one of those jobs if if you need to do that kind of thing that you just kind of go okay this is I'm not going to think about it. I'm just going to do this. I'm not going to, I'm not going to consider how gross this is, how awful. I'm just going to get on and do the job that needs to be done in front of me. I'm not going to think about it. I don't feel like I'm about to throw up. I, I don't feel like uh, I need to move myself to fresh air. I'm doing a job. Um, yeah, some, ple some unpleasant bits that we have to do. Um, fresh... fresh uh, Droppings and, and mucking out is quite. But if it's if it's not quite so fresh and it's there's quite a lot of it. It's, again, <laughs> I'm sorry. Shouldn't talk about the bad bits. Should I talk about the bad bits? Should I tell you all the bad bits about keeping alpacas? Try and put you off. Should I do that? And then you can be really sure if you end up with alpacas that you really wanted to do this. Um, it's not a fair weather job, keeping alpacas. 
Uh, or oh, it is sometimes, literally, fair weather, and you, you're in risk of having too much fair weather and you can end up sunburned because uh, you're just out. You don't notice just how much you're being exposed. But there are, there are parts of all jobs, I think, all situations where you go, well, this is not my favourite part, but you have to do it because it's just part of the package. So think about some of those things, um, but sweeten them with the other things, like sitting... Get a, get a chair thing. I've got some folding chairs. Get one of those, sit, sit in the field with them. Just sit down and just be around them. Oh, I, I just, I keep, I know I keep telling you to do that, but there is a reason, really. If you haven't done it, um, or haven't done it recently, do, do, do try and grab a, a sunny day. Not too hot. But somewhere you can, you can just kind of sit and spend a bit of time around them. Um... I t tell you what it does, it, for me, it, it makes my, mm, what is it? it, certainly makes my soul smile, makes my insides smile. And it's not a grin, it's not, it's not kind of laugh out loud funny, so sometimes it is. But it's just a, a contented, satisfied, internal smile. So that's what I get from spending time with my alpacas and, and being around them. So if you get a chance, if you're able to, if you can go spend a bit of time with your alpacas or somebody else's alpacas, then do try and make the time and space to do that. Have a great week, take care of yourself and everybody else, and see you again soon. Bye for now. This is the Alpaca Tribe, and I'm Steve Hetherington. Have a great day.